0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, Beaz is HaShem, Shalom Bayez, Sheer, number 216. Uh, this is going to be the last one on this uh, series, on this book, Talk to Me Like Someone You Love. I know I elaborated more on the first section uh, than what I'm going to do now, which I'm going to go very quickly to the rest of these sections, but um, you look at the PDF, more or less, you get a general idea, um, and a lot of these are tremendous now, some of these phrases, some of these, you read them, you'll say, hey, this is, makes no sense for you. And, uh, you know, you got to basically use your common sense. But some of these would could really um, be an um, uh, uh, eye-opener and help um, develop the relationship better. So we're just going to go very briefly on the other sections. There's one section here called, after this, getting clarification. And which means that basically you work with each other and use these words to um, to clarify to each other what you need at the moment. Um, so like 67 here, tell me the truth. Am I responding in a way that you need me to right now? And you're open about it. And you say, you know, I would like you... Uh, to respond in a more supportive way and and then and, and talk about it and that could really open things up so this section getting getting clarification from one another is is also very important and the section after that apologizing is sort of it's very self-explanatory number 72 through 82 pays to look at it simply saying i'm sorry i know i hurt you what can i do to help you trust me again how could we build that trust again um, I'm sorry that I act as if everything's your fault. Uh, can you please forgive me? Or I'm sorry I made such a big deal out of something that was so unimportant. Or I made a mountain out of a, a, a molehill like they say. And um, I really have harata about the way I treated you or the way I talked to you or the way I acted towards you. And I'm sor- truly sorry and I'm going to do my best. Uh, to behave better in the future. So that's the section on, on on apology. And the next section is on loving, on expressing love, which, you know, something Ravig used to say very often, that people squirm. They don't even like saying, I love you, Hashem. They feel some type of blockage, and they feel uncomfortable, certainly in public, but even privately, Um, it's hard for them. Why? Uh, There are many reasons for it, but with a husband and wife also that happens a lot, especially after they get into a certain rut or a pattern that they didn't express to each other love in a long time or ever, or, or, you know, or, 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 you know, they, they just simply didn't use that language or exercise that muscle, so to speak. So, It takes work and it feels awkward to break that pattern, but they need to start it and to express that love. And number 83 through 93 are different expressions um, and wordings that can be used to express to one another that I love you and, um, and, um, and I treasure you and I value you and so on and so forth. The next section is about making up. Basically, after having an argument, how to straighten it out, and one could steps up and says, "I know how I see how upset you are. I feel terrible that I got into this argument with you. Um, we need a new perspective. Maybe let's let's take a break. Let's 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 um, have a discussion about things. I feel terrible about what ha- happened. Let's make it up. and Let's and 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 also." The flip side of the apology is to forgive. When you hear this, I forgive you, as if it never happened. We're going to get past this. So that's also, uh, all these are great tools. Then there's a sensitive um, section, what she calls making love, but obviously it's talking about the physical relationship between a husband and a wife, and... um, There's a lot of things here that are very sensitive and um, it could really be a source of healing if you use it right. Um, Number 103 is very, very important. It it says here that one tells the other, i love it if we could go slow. This is going on actual physical intimacy. It happens very often. Um, The high libido... The high, dry person is is very being very sexual, and the lower libido person wants to also be sexual but needs more time to get into it, stereotypically, but not always. It's usually the husband that's very enthusiastic and excited about the sexual, physical intimacy. The wife could also be, but she needs more time, and she tells him, I'd love it if we could just go slower, you know, mm-hmm slower to build up towards it and talk first, emotional connection first, and even the physical to start out in a slower way. Um, I'm not going to get um, explicit here in, in this particular shear in, in this regard, but you get the general idea. And by the other spouse listening and do holds back and does interact in a slower way out of love, out of concern, out of respect it it goes a very long way um and um th- to be open to each other about these um very private vulnerable moments with one another and you read this and you'll you'll sense what what really works for you to discuss and what not um some of these are not appropriate. I don't want to get into it. I'm not even going to read it. Like 110 is not, uh, you know, we'll get to, into some of these things in different year or maybe in the future, but uh, that that's not usually the right approach or the right thing to bring up. Or, but we'll, we'll, again, that's not for now. Um, 112 stresses the point of not pressuring one another. To, to learn how to be physically intimate and sexual with one another without either one feeling unneeded pressure that they're being pressured into it and to work those things out when they do feel that way and how to go about it so that they should not feel that way. Um, so, again, the, this section also, if you read it through and you know how to use the wording in a better way, and how to communicate with each other. And the final last section is about deepening trust, 115 to 127. Um, and um, and that's about trusting one another um, and expressing why often um, one doesn't trust the other and how to build that trust. Um and um, 122 says, "I know it's hard to trust me when the, I've been so on the fence about us. Meaning, I'm, I'm not expressive, demonstrative, or or seemingly that I'm not showing commitment to the relationship." Um, and um, and so on and so forth. So all these cards, all these expressions that are mentioned here are so so important. Um, to use as tools to communicate with one another, and it's highly recommended um, to go through these. Again, not everything is for everyone. Some of these may not make any sense uh, in in certain contexts, but some of them, when you read them, you'll say, oh, this is right on the mark. This is exactly what we need to do, what we need to talk about, how we're going to open up to bring out these discussions. So, um, so that's basically the this uh, the end of this particular um, series, and um, I hope it was worthwhile because many people I think um, you know would need to maybe take out the book out from the library or something and read it through like that. Some would just could just take a look at a lot of these things and realize, hey, you know, I could use this, I could use that expression, I could use that. Uh, uh, you know uh, wording in order to open up in a, in a, in a you know in a, a a conversation and to get us closer to one another um another source I'm just gonna say agav just the rest of the share uh, there's from Ru Feinstein because he has um, in English safer Deve Shalom and the first volume he has, a section on marriage and it's Kedah to read it. Maybe in some future Shire and we'll go through some of the ideas that he brings down. He has a chapter on the husband's responsibility in marriage to the wife, the wife's responsibility to the husband, talks about the challenges that takes place in Sholom in uh, in our in our current times, the situation where the wife needs to work and the income and when, you know, the husband's income is insufficient and you need the wife to help and when yes, when no. and um, and w- w- how much you know the, the really the wife is to be supported, How much, let's say there's a point where it's too hard for her, the working, and what the husband's role is. he goes through all these very, very practical um, ideas, talks about the partnership of a marriage, really, what it is and how you connect with one another. And then he has also an interesting section on couples that are um, out of sync in their fromkite, meaning they have different perspectives in their level of fromkite, or they grew or fell apart, fell, you know, you know, to a lower level in their commitment to Yiddishkeit, while the other one stayed or became stronger, and how to encourage each other, not to demand, but encourage each other to grow encourage each other to make changes, but how to do it in a, in a very sensitive way and so on and so forth. Um, and how to deal with humras, how to deal with conflict in marriages, um, all these concepts. Um, he does this, he does touch upon the subject of divorce and um, and what to think about if you're considering that and to have to really look very hard and have a you know real strong reality check uh because a lot of people unfortunately, when they think that's the only solution some again sometimes it's necessary, and you ask the right people and so on and so forth and get the right advice but very often um um one needs uh what we call what he calls a reality check and um they have to realize how much divorce could affect themselves, their children, their parents, even siblings, and so on, before taking that step to really evaluate it in, in the right way and get the right hadracha in those areas. And he has a section on chalam bias about the different is- expectations and unrealistic expectations that one has from an, uh, you know to the other that could cause tension and. Um, so overall, basically, it's a highly recommended book to read. Um, it's called Deve Shalom, and there's a big section there on marriage. And I'll end off with one piece that he did say there that I, I, I feel is a very uh, key piece, is when couples come into marriage, or even if they're married a long time, and they're disappointed because of very unrealistic expectations from one another. And number one, they think that the problems they experience while single will suddenly disappear. Twersky Avram Twersky always used to say, you know, marriage is not a hospital. Don't think that just because you're married, it'll take care of all your problems, whatever issues you had as a teenager and things. Yeah, certain things. Do get a little better there's something called pas basale. there's certain stability that could happen certain shift in consciousness so no one's no one's saying that marriage can't be a, a big way to be mahadish yourself and to renew yourself and to start from fresh and so on and so forth but the bottom line is is that if you had issues, as a teenager, it's not going to disappear unless you work on them. And so on, all through marriage. So you can be married even 20, 25 years. What you need to realize very often, and we're going to end off with this, is that what you feel is a problem in your marriage, really if you look deep into it, it was a personal problem before your marriage. And it just erupted in a crisis that took place in Shalom Bayis after you know after you married for a while and you had situations that come came up that triggered it, but again, when you go into marriage or even if you're married a long time, you don't be unrealistic and think that your problems should have been solved just because you're married that in that if it's a healthy marriage, you gotta learn how to tackle problems, solve problems, work with each other, develop your own character, to become better people, to become a better husband, to become a better wife, to become a better human being. Um, so in other words, you don't view marriage unrealistically, oh, oh, this is how I'm going to escape my problems that I had before marriage, or it's going to escape my problems by just simply, ah, by being married. No, it's a, because it does take work, does take effort to work towards each other. And he has a. a, It seems that Reuven, he has a very down-to-earth attitude here um, about marriage, and Reuven Miller also used to stress it in others that again, people become somewhat derailed or disillusioned by basic reality of life. It's okay to have dreams. It's okay to be idealistic. It's okay to have wonderful aspirations. It's a beautiful thing. But it always has to be grounded with a certain reality to realize we live in an imperfect world and we're imperfect human beings and we're going to have problems. All of us are going to have problems and have problems. Different types of stresses. And um, you'll have harder days. Things will get on your nerves from each other. And that's part of life so, there's expectations, but sometimes it's very important to realize that there's a reality and um, it's an imperfect world and we just need to make the best of it and see the best in each other and work towards, um, towards each other in becoming better people. So we're going to talk more, but just as a simple overview, I just didn't want to wait. I figured... That this safer, that he has not just on Shalom Bais, but so many other things that are very practical advice. Hatzlachim Bracha.